All right, for the first time ever on Convo Courses, I'm going to be doing um, a live presentation from Discord. So if you're not familiar with Discord, it's a audio and video uh, server platform. It'll, it'll allow you guys to ask me questions directly. I'll be able to hear your voice and uh, everyone else should be able to hear your voice as well if you want to ask any questions. So this is just a way for us to become more interactive and I get questions throughout the week about different things and this will give a more real-time way for me to um, answer questions. Emails um, are great too. You can still send me emails if you have questions and stuff. I'm I'm about to actually ask, um, read one right now but if you're on Discord you can ask me questions anytime. I will ask them. I'll answer them as soon as I can. I'm just trying this out. I don't know if I'll keep this around but we'll see. If you want to join this Discord channel, I will give you the link. But uh, let's get into this. So somebody asked me, and I'm just reading my phone right here. Uh, and they said, uh, "How are you, sir? I have been. I've gone through your ISO Foundations course. Congratulations! And it has been a blessing to say the least. So I just got offered a role in cybersecurity engineering." with the following job description and he goes through some of this I'll just kind of skim through this I won't read all of this but basically he's going to be doing some information system security officer work where he's doing system security plans and maintaining and executing processes for uh, reviewing and, and routing reports so yeah this is an information system security officer type job that he that this person just got and I get I get a lot of emails like this and I'm, I'm really happy when I get these kinds of emails about people getting a great benefit off of my risk management framework courses and how they are able to get a job and not only get a job but do do the job effectively and and know what's going on so that's that's why I created the course was for that very reason is to help people out I just didn't see in a lot of material out there you know there's courses where the the instructor will fly out there and it's like you know six grand and stuff like that i wanted to do something that was more personal and uh more practical and 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 affordable so that's that's the whole reason i did it so that's great anyway reading the rest of his message he says what strategy would you recommend to be successful in this role he's got so i guess it wasn't an interview or did he already get the job um, I have just gone through, okay, and I just got a role. I got offered a role. Oh, he's got the job then. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, he says, what strategy would you recommend to be successful in this role? What should I look out for in terms of documentation, stakeholders, and things of that nature? And thank you very much, sir. Okay. All right, so... I'm sure at some point you're going to see this video, so I'm, going to, I'm speaking directly to you, but I'm sure this is going to help a lot of other people. If you're new to a risk management framework and into this role, and you're going to, you're, ta- you're asking in terms of documentation, stakeholders, and things of that nature, like what things should you look out for? So one of the main things that I would say for any new person is to... Make sure you you are part of the team. D- don't one of the one of the big mistakes that a lot of risk management framework people, security, cybersecurity people make, especially dealing with documentation and, and the stuff you're about to do. 
risk management, information system security officer work and compliance. But really, this applies to any kind of IT job, but in particular, cybersecurity. Um, you're enforcing some of the policies of an organization. Or you're writing the policies, things like that. One of the things that a lot of us do, and, and myself included, one of the things that I did wrong in the beginning is to think that I have to take on all this responsibility and I, and I would stress myself out thinking that I have to be the one and only sheriff of the entire infrastructure. The thing is, it's a team effort. There's, you can't do anything without the team. It's not a one-person show. So the main thing, for, as far as stakeholders are concerned, is remember you're part of a team. Don't try to be the expert in everything because you're not. So for, i just give you a specific example. If you're dealing with the firewall person, and may, let's say you've done firewalls before, you know, and so you know a thing or two. That's not your current role. Your current role is cybersecurity and you're doing risk management framework, right? But you need information from the firewall person. You need to trust their expertise um, and their professional role. You know what I mean? Like you have to trust them to do the right, to do their job. And that goes for if you, let's say you have to work with the program manager, and you were a program manager before, so you know exactly what they're supposed to do and all that kind of stuff. Don't overstep your bounds. You got to trust them to be a, uh, to be an effective part of the team. Now, if they're not, that's a whole different that's a whole different discussion. But you are part of a team, and you need to be a team player with them. And and everyone has to come together to make the cybersecurity of the infrastructure. Uh, better and that goes for the documentation because you can't do the documentation by yourself if you're reviewing or writing the documentation it has to be peer-reviewed by everyone you know what that means you wrote it and then you send it off to someone and they peer they your peers review it they look at it and okay it looks like you got some misspellings here you might want to check the formatting and this I think this might be technically off and then don't just assume things uh, use the team to get the most effective to get the most effective answer you know send the document to the firewall guy if if you need that firewall piece or say hey i have a question about this specific uh rule on the firewall i need some details like what do you think about this be a part of the team that, that would be the main thing that i that i personally did wrong and it's been the most effective thing that's completely shifted and changed my whole um career path just that one thing so that that would be the only thing. Let me see if there's anything else. Those are the main things. I, I would say that that's the main things. If you're in a team, if you behave like you're part of a team instead of trying to take on all this work yourself, um, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge weight off your shoulders because you know this is a team effort. It's not just me. Um, it's all of us having to carry this weight. So that that would be what I would say right there. And I hope that. Uh, you read and take heed to that one. Okay, I've got somebody on here. It says, uh, what is the difference between an ISO, an information system security officer, and an information system security engineer? This is, re this is with regards to specific roles. Thank you for that question. So I would say it really depends on the organization. I I'm not trying to cop out your question. That's a legit question. I get it often. One of the last questions I got was somebody asked me, what is the difference between a cybersecurity analyst and a cybersecurity engineer? And a comment, a commenter rightly so said, it really depends on the organization because every organization defines those roles differently. I will tell you in my experience, whenever they throw engineer on there, <clears throat> 
as opposed to op, um, officer or operator or something like that. Engineer usually implies that you're working with a larger range of technology. This is just my experience, and I'm sure it differs from place to place. But what, from what I have seen, if if they throw the engineer in there, you're going to be working with many different technical people, meaning you're going to be working with firewall people. You're going to be working with uh, server people. You're going to be working with – you're not like defined in one role. You're somebody having to look at everything. Like you're having – you have a larger scope because you're, you're the person that's going to be either putting those things together and making sure they work properly together or you're going to be documenting and making sure that they all flow in accordance with um, – the business operations of the organizations, you know, so that that would be the some, something that I because I've been in the information system security engineering role before, and that was what we that's what I did. I I would I'd have to work with the program manager, the upper level managers, the C level execs. Sometimes I have to brief them, and I'd be taken from the firewall people to to tell explain why there's this rule here, um, and then I'd have to go talk to maybe physical security to make sure that the the pass an id uh card works or something like that and i i wouldn't be like i i wouldn't know everything about the firewall i don't have hands on on the firewall necessarily i don't have i'm not uh an expert at the physical security i'm not an expert at this or that thing but i know enough about them to make sure that they all work together that that would be my main function as a any kind of any time i've had a system security engineering role. That's what I was doing. Another time I've had a, the engineering piece in there was uh, I was uh, what else did I do? ArcSight engineer, and that's the same thing. I had to, I'd have to work make sure that ArcSight, which is a seam technology, worked well with the McAfee products. I'd have to make sure that uh, it, that the build was in scope, like it, it didn't. It didn't cost too much money, you know, things like that. So information system security engineering in particular, that's exactly what they do. What they're doing is they're working with all of these different um, um, parts of your organization to bring the technology together. Now, let's talk about an information system security officer. It's a little bit different. So their role is mostly dealing with risk management framework and they're dealing with the process of making sure that the technology has a certain level of security on it. They're not necessarily hands-on a lot of times. They they could I've I've been in roles where I was hands-on. I was an ISO, but I was also working directly with the system security uh uh engineer or I was working to, to directly with the system administrator and we were sitting down literally putting security controls on a system like we had a checklist and we were one by one putting security controls on a system backing it up making sure it doesn't crash things like that so just to answer your question from a high level this ISO the information system security officer is normally involved with the process the day-to-day -day process of continuous monitoring and making sure the risk management framework process is being done throughout the environment and they're making sure that the security controls are effectively installed and implemented on the all the components of the organization this information system security engineer is more it's a it's more technical in that you're making sure things work and making sure that the security is in place uh, with all those systems together. So you might not have a super deep role in risk management framework. That being said, some organizations blur these lines where you have your your 
information system security officer is doing exactly what I just explained for the engineer and the engineer is doing exactly what I just explained for the information system security officer. And I know that's confusing, but the thing is it really depends on what the organization sets as the as their definition of those roles. So, I mean, I I kind of I know it sounds like a kind of a cop out kind of question, but that's 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 the reality of it. All right, let me see if there's any other I wanted to show you guys some other questions I had here. But before I do that, you guys should know, if you're interested in, I get a lot of new folks watching me, um, they're, and they're wanting to get into cybersecurity, information system security officer work, they're wanting to know how they can improve their resume. If you're curious about it, go to combocourses.com. The link of that will be in the description below. And what you'll see there is how to get into cybersecurity. I've got tons of free stuff there. People sign up to these every day. I get people sign up to the free stuff that I have. But I also have um, uh, deeper level things where I'm um, where I'm teaching you how to market yourself. This is a really big thing that many nobody nobody talks about this. But you have to market yourself, market your resume. How to write your resume is what I have, and then how to market that resume, how to market yourself. Very, very important because there's so many people with a similar skill, uh, a similar skill set as you. You got to be able to set yourself apart, and so that I've got a whole course on that. I've got other courses that go deep dive into risk management framework, and as you get into these, I'm constantly updating these things. As a matter of fact, I recently updated um, this one, remote work. I, I recently updated this one, and I'm about to update. Uh, the risk management framework documentation piece is about to up, get updated really soon. As a matter of fact, if I wasn't doing this video right now, I'd be updating, I'd be uploading more videos to that one and, or recording more videos because I've got some stuff on deck for that. I've got some other stuff coming, so even if you're not interested in any of this stuff, what you can do is just sign up for free and wait around for me to do something like the cap because I've got other courses coming down the pipeline. All right, let me see if there's any other questions. Uh, CyberSec says, hey, bro, I just graduated. However, they all require experience. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Experience is what all of these organizations really want. It's all, what all these organizations are really looking for. Um, and the way that you get experience um, is... Uh, start applying for jobs i mean uh in the beginning you're gonna have to start from the bottom and what i mean by that is customer support for it help desk if and if you've graduated your degree your graduate degree is actually a pretty good uh is a pretty good um thing to put on your resume so you want to put that in your resume uh, anytime you've ever volunteered on the on the university or the college you want to put that on there another thing that you can do is volunteer your time at your university whatever university you're at go ahead and volunteer your time that will also help you out so i hope that i hope that those that helps you out i mean another place that you can do is uh, to volunteer your time to get that experience. Remember the name of the game. Like in the beginning, you might you're not gonna make a lot of money in the beginning. You're not gonna you might not make any money in the beginning. But the thing is, all the experience that you get is like can be cashed in at some point. If that makes any sense. In the beginning, it's low. It's it's a little slow. 
But as soon as you get about that one year of experience, and it depends on your experience, because if you get certain kinds of experience, you only need about six months or less. Um, so what kind of field are you going to go into? I could probably help you out a little bit. Like what, what's your degree in and what field are you going into? What I mean to say that is that your cyber, if you say your cybersecurity or your IT, that's a huge, that's a very broad field. Like you got, you've got, um, databases, you've got customer service, you've got, uh, software development, you've got information security officers, security compliance, you've got networking, like what kind of actual job are you like prepped to do? And, and what kind of, have you, do you have, you said no experience? Oh, computer science degree. Okay. In computer science, um, what would you say that you could do right now? Like, is there anything that you could just, you got in a company, you could just hit the ground running? Have you ever done, do you have any actual experience when you were in school? Did they have labs where you guys all together set up a lab? I know when I was in school, what we did was, one of the more fun things we did was we set up a lab in our classroom. <laughs> and then we hooked up uh, firewalls to see how the firewalls worked. Each one of us set up like a little network and then we created a firewall. And then we started pinging each other back and forth. And then we had a, a, a packet sniffer to see like, what happens with the with the packets as you block certain ports you know and so that gave me a a, a real solid understanding of networking you know uh so that that's what i'm asking you like what kind of experience in the in the actual school setting do do you have or was it all purely papers and in academia and, and no actual hands-on stuff but again, if I were you, if I was in your position having graduated with your master's degree or your bachelor's degree in computer science, what I would do is I would you could volunteer at the school to help them set up networks. Uh, you could uh, if you if you go to church, you know, or some kind of other community activities on a regular basis, go there, volunteer your time. Say, hey, do you guys, you know what, this would be good if we had another network here. Do you guys want to set up another um, another AP, another um, a wireless access point? You guys want to, you know, like volunteer your time so that you can put that experience on your resume. Each one, all of your experience is money, it's cash money. Okay, and so you said, I did pen testing module. I did a pen testing module. And that's good. That's great. That's going to give you a solid understanding of uh, networking, cybersecurity, and you probably know some of the ethics behind cybersecurity. That's all good and well, but you really got to get in that time. Go to the school. Say, hey, do you guys apply for the school? They might have job openings. You know, Go there and be like, hey, I'm trying to uh, do a little bit of, I, I would love to volunteer my time here. You know, so... So that's the kind of things that you want to do. Um, I got my first cut in, of experience in uh, in the military is where they and they kind of just throw you in there. So that's where mine comes from. I don't recommend going into to the military just for the sake of getting computer experience. That's not you don't have to go that far. Uh, that's that's a huge dedication right there. But what you could do is. Uh, is just and another thing you can do is just go ahead and apply for jobs. Let me let me show you what I'm what I was talking about here as far as applying for jobs. So if you go to let's just go to uh, indeed.com. 
and uh, let me just show you what I mean here so if you were to type in IT IT entry level and I don't know what I don't know where you are but let's say you're in Virginia VA let's say you're in Virginia Beach Virginia I'm on indeed.com you can do this on any job site so they've got some entry-level jobs here help desk is no, is a typical engineering entry-level position and that's what we are looking at right here and this is starting off at 35 and I know that's not a lot that's not a uh, super high amount but what you're looking for right now is experience not so much money because you're once you get in you're gonna learn a lot of these things you're gonna actually have hands-on experience with many of these things you're looking at here and that experience once you put that on your resume is gonna boost this from 35 to 45 to 50 to 60 to 70 on up on up so there you go entry level there's some other keywords you can put here entry level IT entry level IT support uh, information just basic information technology but you want to look for that entry level type words entry level is the keyword there so and it, it's it's going to take a while. It's it's not going to be glamorous, you know. But just think, like you're, it's almost like you're saving. You're like you're putting you're putting uh, you're investing in yourself. You're putting some some of that experience away in your bank, like it's being banked, banked, banked. And then once you get enough experience in certain things, and what you're going to find is once you start banking that experience, you'll find that certain things that you do are worth a lot more than other things. And let me, I can actually, let's kind of go through this real quick. Let me just point out a couple things that you might, that as you're going through and getting this experience, you'll find things like, I'm just kind of glancing through this and uh, looking for things that, that give you a lot of, that just cash money experience. When you get deeper into IT, um... This right here, this certification right here is a good one to get. Once you, you'll find that this is a highly marketable. We talk about this on this channel all the time, the Security Plus certification. Highly marketable certification. Um, and you'll see, like, look at this. You notice how they, they want a degree, right? Not much, you know, as little as an, an AA. But once you get this and a degree, this certification, and this certification basically is proof of what you know that on your resume is going to also help you to get that experience now look at this now check this out there's another thing you kind of want to look at help desk one year of experience now it's preferred not required that's a very important thing because this right here is saying that they will take you now if it's you versus a person with a year of experience who has a degree, you know, yeah, they're probably going to get the job. And this wasn't put out that long ago. Look at that. That's that's actually a, a month ago. But what we could do is say, when was this posted? Let's say anything in the last 24 hours, nothing. Okay, not a good, not a good one. Let's say anything in the last three days. Yeah, so this one was put out in the last three days. There we go. And you don't have to just use this one. I would highly suggest doing LinkedIn. 
Uh, CareerJet.com is another good one. Um, let me see if I can let me let me see if I can grab another couple ones here. CareerJet is a good one. CareerJet. This is a really good site right here. It's just like Indeed. It's kind of a clone of Indeed, to be honest with you. I've got a course that walks you through how to how to best use each one of these things I'm showing you. So you want to check that one out too if you if you're so inclined. Let's just put IT uh, entry level. See is you see how other little things pop up here other keywords that's awesome you want to use those internships help desk junior let's look at that one and then you want to put your state here let's put uh well this is looking throughout the entire united states so you're gonna have way more jobs when you when you put that in there but california virginia it's kind of breaking them down by location sometimes it'll break it down by the price they used to put that in and let's see if we could find that no like they used to have that on there, but they don't, for whatever reason, they're not doing that no more. Salary, there we go. Let me see. Let's look at salary. So now it's looking by salary. You got Missoula, Montana. A lot of jobs there. Wow. Yeah, hope that helps out. So a lot of organizations, they're looking for people with your skill set like newly graduated people because they they don't maybe they don't have a large budget and they don't have very complex things to do they just need basic work done so they're not trying to look for a dude who has 15 years of experience they just want a person that comes in there who's bright who's willing to work hard who's willing to learn and listen and that's usually younger people or uh, people who are college students who are willing to put in that work you know whereas a a person like myself is going to come in and, and expect way more pay, expect way more responsibilities, expect way more, you know. So they're, sometimes they have a position where it's like, okay, all we need is a guy to make sure that these routers don't go down. You know what I mean? That's all we need. We just need them to back up these servers. We need them to maintain the network. We need them to – we only have 20 people on staff and half of them are gone most of the time. We need them to create accounts delete accounts we need to know a little bit of active directory we, hell we even willing to te send them the training you know to to learn these things so that's the kind of organizations that you're really looking for so i hope that helps you out sir and if you have any questions what i'm going to do what i would like to point out to you guys is right now this new format that i have here is on discord so if you have any questions throughout the week when i um when we shut this thing down, this is a way for us to stay connected. And uh, just you can just post questions on in on Discord channel, and I will put that out here. And actually, how can I get this to you guys? <laughs> now that I think about it, I will put it in the description below. Uh, after this, I will also put it in. I could let me see if I can put it in the chat window real quick. Um, how do we do this? Invite people, and uh, I'm gonna get this link here. And just get, bear with me, guys. Bear with me.
Now, I don't know if I'll stick with this, but I just figured I'd, I'd try to expand and do a little bit something a little bit more interactive. Let me see. Where are we on YouTube? YouTube and what I'm doing right now is I'm, and I don't know if I'll getting on the chat. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put this in here. I don't know how long. I think this this link only lasts for like a couple hours, but there it is right there. You guys can come into Discord. You guys can chit-chat with me. Uh, when we get off of this, you can just continue to ask questions on there, just text questions or whatever. And um, we'll just test this out. We'll see how this works. Let me, in the meantime, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if there's any other questions that I've gathered over the week so I don't ignore people on YouTube. Okay, so I did a, the other day, I put a video out called, uh, are there, I said is there, it should be, are there any racial issues in IT? <clears throat> of which I said, of course there are, but normally IT in the IT world and engineering world, they just want somebody who's willing to, to who can do the work because there's just not many of us. Um, so many, and when I say many of us, I mean there's not many people who 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 can do this stuff we're doing, so are willing to do it. Okay, so somebody asked me. They asked, um, what about? Black men, particularly, we're not talking about minorities. Everything else, like po politicians, looks over black people if they're including black men. What about black men? Okay, he's talking about racial issues for black men in particular. And I said the same thing. That's why I, you know, I meant what I said. You know, having been, having done this for 20 years, you know, I can. I can tell you it applies to all of us like you go into an environment where everyone looks a certain way and ultimately they just want somebody who can do the work that's it they just want somebody to do the work it, are there racial issues I'm sure there are have I've experienced any um no I can't point to any one thing except in the military I can't point to any one thing and say that was you know they treated me like this or like that in fact most of the organizations I've been to Larger organizations that are very successful, and they're successful because they try to take care of people. And that doesn't matter if you're you're black, you're you're white, you're you're a woman, you're LGBTQ, whatever. They just want to keep people. You know, they just want to retain knowledge. And and there's not enough of us to do this work. And so that's why they're even willing to hire people from overseas who can do this work because there's just not enough of us. STEM type people, science, technology, engineering, you know, mathematics is just not enough of us to do the work. So wherever they can get the talent to do it, even right now, like a couple of the clients that I work for, for the company I work for, we have clients and those clients are from all over the world. Like there's people with from from China, from India, from uh, South America, from you can't. It's just a global industry. Like you can't – if you're going to discriminate, like basically you're cutting dollars out of your bottom line. And the, 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 if there's any color that is, that is preferred above another, it's green. It's money. This is, that's the name of the game. It's all about money. So 
is there is there racism is there sexism is there, of course of course there is yes yes absolutely but for the most part they're looking for somebody who's willing to to put in that work to do this kind of stuff that they can't find people to do it and and that's it so as a black man yet yeah, to answer your question as a black man same thing everything i said in that video that's as having done this 20 years if you can do the job they want to retain you if there's any kind of racial issues with another employer or something you could take it up with manager they're going to squash that beef immediately because they're not trying to lose money they're not trying to play this racial game to lose dollars you know you're gonna you're gonna place yourself you're gonna price yourself out of the market you're gonna cut out a whole section of the market because you feel a certain way about indians or about koreans or about chinese people no like you're trying to make that money so you're whoever can bring that value as a worker yes they're going to try to keep you period and if you have a problem they usually like especially fortune 5500 companies 5000 fortune 500 companies and uh, fortune 1000 companies these larger organizations they didn't get that big by by staying stagnant so they whenever there's cultural changes they make that change as fast as possible you know it's the ones that are outdated and old are the ones that that end up dying slowly a slow death where another company that's more dynamic that doesn't give a damn about race or any of that or religion or any of that stuff they just want to get the job done and then they're willing to even accommodate racial issues and say look listen we're not here to play games we're here to like they're 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 wanting to be more inclusive because they're like look we got to make money we're making money together let's do it and and that's the kind of company you want to be involved with if you do happen to be in a company that you feel like there's racial issues number one go and talk to your manager and and break it down like listen this is how i feel about this what are we going to do about this if they don't have an answer for you this company can't is not going to respond to your issues start looking for a job right away i got plenty of tools that you can use to to uh, get a better position at a company that's willing to um be sensitive to to those topics so they're always looking for talented people don't matter what race or gender you are all right somebody asked me oh they said okay i'm gonna stick with I'm going to stick with this racial one. Okay, somebody else said, I work with people darker than you and making hundreds and, and making hundreds plus and can barely speak or write English. Please, uh, I hope you are not falling for the boogeyman mass outlet. Be humble, work hard, and smart. Okay, this guy didn't even watch my video. Uh, cause that's, that, I didn't say anything like what he's talking about. So this dude didn't, I'm not going to respond to that. Um, let me see my biggest fear. Somebody said, and yeah, you know, dealing, being with in Western civilization, I, I definitely get it. Um, certain industries lend themselves to these very racial practices, you know, but in it, to be honest with you, perfectly honest with you, they just want people who are willing to do the work. And like I said, if you if you doubt what I'm saying, consider this. I bet you'll believe this. 
many of the people I work with are, are Indian, and like that guy just said, they have a very thick accent. I, and and the thing is, they don't. Nobody cares. We just want the job work. We want the stuff to work. We want the network to work. We want the firewall to work. We want the you know system to uh, have proper networking, proper uh, software engineering, proper you know. So that is what matters. Your race don't matter. If you can, you have to be able to do the work. You got to be able to work hard. Period. That's it. So yeah, um, that's one of the great things about IT in my in my uh, p- opinion. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm just kind of looking through more questions here to see if there's anything else. And I'm not ignoring you guys. I'm just kind of making sure I go through my uh, questions. Okay. I did this video about how to identify romance scammers. And somebody is... Somebody is uh, saying something here. They said, bruh, even after 20 seconds after I started, I knew you. Um, you were my online guardian. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. All right. Uh, okay. Let me see here. I'm just kind of going through some questions and stuff. Somebody said, uh, hello, I have two certifications, the Security Plus and the CEH. Which one of your courses do I need to enter the risk management framework field? Great question. Great question. First of all, both of those are highly marketable certifications. So I commend you for, for that, for getting into those. But to answer your question, let me just go to my actual site here. Go to my actual site and let me show you. Here we go. So you're asking, what do we need to do? And I would start off with this one. If you don't know anything about risk management framework um, and you're trying to get yourself into the market, this risk management framework foundations is the one you want to start with. It's going to break down the entire process in a practical way. It's not talking about anything that you don't need. It's breaking down what it takes to be an information system security officer work, which are the main people who do this work. And it's an introduction and a breakdown of what it actually is. And then it goes into each one of the categories that you need to do uh, in the process of risk management framework. Now, once you get through this one, and this is being expanded, Every now and then I'll come in here and I'll add more stuff in there. Right now there's no need for that. But I've already spun off another course. And my, my plan is to go in depth in each one of these parts of the process. Because these each one of these go very, very deep. Very, very deep. And it, right now this is just high level stuff right here. Lots of videos. Lots of some tests here and there. Some downloadables. Some templates. Things like that. Which is going to help you out. But once you're done with this one and you have an idea and you want to get into the nitty and the nitty gritty of it and want to start doing documentation you can go ahead and get into this one and this one is going into actual documentation what you need to do templates um, writing 
uh, risk management framework documents, writing system security plans. I actually walk you through writing those. And so that, that those are the ones that I would recommend you you take. So hopefully you watch this and you, you check that out. Those are my best sellers, by the way. Uh, let me see. I got some more people jumping in here. Somebody said, Michael says, hi, Bruce. How you doing, sir? Somebody said, uh, hi, Convo Courses, new to the channel. What are some of the NIST standards that someone looking into risk, man risk and compliance jobs should look over? What are some of the NIST standards that someone looking into uh, yeah, okay. Okay, which one should you look at? Um, let me show you. Let me show you. So, let me just walk you through what I'm doing right here. Um, NIST. If you want to follow along with me, go to Google. Show you some, some very free resources here. NIST. Google NIST. Okay, you said I'm familiar with NIST 837, 53, uh, 171. Anything else? Yeah, there's a couple. 800, um, there's 800-50, which is talking about awareness training. Um, another really good one is 53A, which you probably already know about. This is a really good one. This one is really good for people doing assessments on security controls. Um, so this, why this one's so effective is that if you happen to be doing risk management framework, you put the security controls in place, you want to know that they're done correctly. You can use this document, 850, 853A will show you uh, what you need, what an assessor is going to, it should be looking for when they're applying the security controls. So let me see if I can give you a specific example. Like IA, let's say IA52, right? This is for authenticate, authenticator management. And what are you looking for as an assessor? Determine if the information system uh, for PKI-based authentication has the following. Validate certification by constructing a certification path. Validate it. So a, a, an assessor is going to look through each one of these things right here. And that's why this is a really good a really good uh, document to, to use as you're developing your developing your stuff here because it's, it's walking you through what an assessor is supposed to look at and then what methods they're supposed to look at now if you happen to be an assessor this right here is like your bible because it's going to tell you exactly what to do but as an information system security officer it helps me too because i can look at it and say okay what are they looking for how do they interpret this you know so that's one good one let me see if i can you probably already know about that one um Another good one for like beginners that people really don't talk about. I'm surprised. As I write the courses, I have I find myself referring to it sometimes, and um, it is uh fifty eight hundred fifty uh, no eight hundred one hundred. Here's right here. NIST eight hundred one hundred, and this one. Is a very basic handbook uh, 
and it just it has great definitions in it. It explains stuff at a as a at a very high level. What what's going on as far as far as cybersecurity is concerned. It it for example explains awareness training. Uh, it's really for kind of like managers. It's like a management level type thing. Uh, contingency planning, risk management, um, certification, accreditation. Kind of an older document. There's another one. Let me see if I can find it. There's one I'm I'm thinking about, and I, I'm trying to remember. It's similar to this one in that it's kind of a high level document. And I'm looking for that. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, here it is. It's 812. This is really good for beginners because it, it's a breakdown of all the definitions and a, a high-level view of what you should know as far as a cybersecurity person is concerned. It doesn't go super deep. It just explains what a thing is in a, like a summary, and then it moves on. Let me give you an example here of a good one. Like, look at all these roles. It explains each one of these roles in a very concise, straight-to-the-point, couple-paragraphs way. Like, look at this. Chief Information Security Officer. Boom. Explains it. Moves on to the next thing. What is the information owner? Explains it. One paragraph. Moves on to the next thing. It's high-level. It doesn't go super deep. It's really good for new, for newbies. It's really good for new people. And, uh... Surprised nobody really talks about this one. There's a couple other documents that I would recommend. Um, another good one would be kind of looking on this list here. 861 I've used a couple times. Um, but another good one. This one, FIPS 199, straight to the point. It's literally like three, four pages long. Um, this goes into information 860, goes into like a breakdown of, of security uh, information, security um, categories, categories of information, particularly volume two, I believe. I think it's volume two you want to go to. What other ones should you go to? Um, this is a good, this one's good for, uh, for the test. If you ever happen to take the CAP test, this is a good one. 839 and 830 a lot of that for whatever reason is on the test is along with FIPS uh, 199 and FIPS 200 I don't know why it's on the test but it's on there uh, or allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly on the test <laughs> don't want to give anything away don't want to lose my CISP or anything um, on my cap uh, let me see so another question appreciate the feedback no problem sir somebody said i have a security plus a ccna a cisa plus and i want to be an iso or a cybersecurity analyst what should i do uh to get to get better and i need some hands-on any suggestions yeah i got a couple so this is something i learned a few years ago and blew my mind um, there's a there's another if you're if you like certifications if you're like me and and use certifications as a, as a great stepping stone to learn more, uh, which I found you know is is very helpful. Like it's not for I don't get certs for the sake of getting certs. I'm not one of these paper tiger kind of guys. I get certs to 
no more. Like I want to go deeper. It's the certification itself, the little piece of paper they give you is just another thing for me to put on my resume to get more marketable and that's great. But my main goal is to get the knowledge and get the information and get hands on with it. So another certification I would recommend to get better is a cybersecurity analyst. Let me tell you something. I'm about to change your I'm about to change your life like it changed my life. There's a couple. Let me I want to show you. So let me just get ready here. There's one I'm taking right now called the CH. You probably already know about that. But it's a pretty good certification uh, marketable, for, for marketable purposes. If you want to do, you want to get into cybersecurity analyst work, the ethical hacker cert is, is a very highly marketable certification. But there's a lot of hands-on stuff that you're going to have to do in order to know the tools that they... That, they, that it mostly talks about. So here, that's what I'm talking about with this. This is not the, in my opinion, not the gold standard, of, uh, but it's highly marketable. It's one of the most marketable money-making certs for a cybersecurity analyst. Like this is, when you say analyst to me, you're talking about a, a person who's going to be like looking at data coming in and, and then trying to interpret um how this person hacked a certain system or uh, figuring out what threats are going to have the possibly the biggest risk impact to a certain system. And you're talking about, uh, okay, we have a, we have a, a Windows 2012 system that's in the DMZ and it's missing this patch. What kind of, what kind of threat should we, should we uh, be worried about what kinds of patches do we need? Uh, what what happens is this, if the system goes down? Things like that, right? That's a type person. And so the security, the the CEH is one of those certs that's going to get you in the door. Um, it's going to get you, once you put it on your resume, people are going to be like, okay, this guy knows what hacking is. You know, <laughs> because the thing is, like the people who hire us are not always they're not a lot. Some of them, like 50 percent of them that the people you're going to talk to don't really know, like really what's going on. So that's why CEH is such a big certification because it has it has hacking in the name. Not to say that it's bad. I'm not saying that it's a bad certification. I'm not saying that it's a good certification. It's just not as good as what I'm about to show you. So there's a one thing that blew my mind. Let me get to that. Is something called I'm sure you've heard of it, SANS courses. Everyone, I don't have a SANS certification by the way, but everyone who I know, everyone who I know who has a SANS certification has been a badass. I'll just say it like that. Every person I know who has one. And I think it's because the way they train is like an open book. Now I know that sounds counterintuitive. You're thinking like, how can they be smart if it's an open book test? How can they be smart? Because the training that you go through to get the SANS courses is pretty fire. So you have to do, you you have to know what is going on to do the test. I believe you have to go through their certification. Now I'm just talking, I, mean, I don't know much about the certification. I just know, I can tell you this. In my experience, everyone who had one was pretty badass. They knew they they know what they're doing, and I can't say the same about CEH or or CISSP, but 
everyone who I've met who has this certification right here, GCIH, or uh, I don't know too many people with GPIN, but yeah, actually I do. Yeah, GPIN is a good one. The ones that stand out to me for cybersecurity analyst work. Ah, I'm not seeing it on here. Let me see. There's another one that's really good. Any, like, a lot of these are good. Like, excuse me, these, they have specializations. Like, this one right here is mostly for, like, this is the equivalent of, like, a CEH, I believe. Because it's, it's dealing with network penetration testing and ethical hacking. So this is equivalent of a CEH. But the way that, they, like I said, the way they test is just different. The way this test is all done, the the idea behind it, the concept behind the way they do their test is just completely different than the CEH. And uh, I think CEH even had to do something to catch up with these guys. It's not cheap. Um, and I don't think it's easy. But you just have to, it forces you to be prepared. Let me put it to you that way. The, the SANS courses, from what I understand, they force you to be prepared. So if you, they force you to prepare to the point where it's, yeah, it's open book, but you had to prepare before you, before you took the test. Now, now you know all the knowledge, you know. So that, so I hope that answers your question. Um, but you have a CCNA, so that's pretty, that's, that's pretty high speed. Security Plus is a great certification. But if you want to level up, CEH for a cybersecurity analyst, CEH, SANS courses, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the specific SANS courses because SANS courses, there's a lot of them. Um, I'm trying to, it's either GCIH, which is incident handling, or GCIA, and I don't know which one. I, I, I'm not the person to ask to know which one. You'd have to read through it. And maybe ask somebody with one of those certifications. And then maybe GPIN. So I would recommend one of those to, to like level up in, in cybersecurity analyst work. The reason why I'm not saying, oh, get a CISSP. Because CISSP uh, is a very broad certification. Um, it doesn't... You don't walk away... I'll give you an example. The difference between, like, you haven't taken the Security Plus and the CCNA. Those are very different certifications. I've taken both of those, you know, and they're very, very different. After you walk away, if you go into the Security Plus, you take the test, you already knew the knowledge, right? You, it, it's, it's testing for stuff you already knew. CCNA is different. <laughs> it's like... You had to go through all kinds of preparation. Or maybe this is just me talking. Uh, I had to go through all this preparation to take it. So, but And now it's practical. So you're actually on a keyboard actually doing the actual work, right? So CCNA, like, has a – once you take that test, like, it absolutely verifies that you know a certain level of – Router switch certification um, configuration, whereas Net Security Plus is pretty broad, so you can really just kind of study a book and then you're done. Whereas CCNA, you kind of be have to be hands on at some point. CISSP is like a, it's like a Security Plus times ten 
time times ten to the power of two. It's it's this it's even more broad, but at the end of it, like I don't feel like I don't there's no extra it's just book knowledge, you know? It's just it's book knowledge and there's some kind of management level experience stuff there and there's risk management framework. It's so broad that at the end of it I'm kinda like like what do you what does it prove that you know? Like I know everything, you know, like <laughs> just I don't know. Security CCNA, like it it is for sure you absolutely know how to configure, how to save router configs, you know, it, absolutely how to connect a network to this router or this switch or this you know stuff like that so that's just my two cents i hope that makes sense i kind of rambled there okay somebody else says uh do you recommend getting a security plus or just go out there and try to get experience first i would say both um i would recommend doing both like you could put on your resume here's what you do here's a little trick you say on your resume working on my security plus the reason why you, and you you need to work on your security plus. So go for your security plus, start working on it, put it on your resume right now and say here's here's what it does for you. When you say that, it automatically flags your your resume. It's one of the tricks I put in my course. So when you put that in there, and you can do this with any certification, but you should do it with one that's in your lane. And right now, Security Plus is in your lane. Like you, you probably shouldn't put CIS, CISSP because you, you, you're, you're a college student. You just got a college. You don't have any experience. But Security Plus is very believable for, for, for a new person. Um, and that's probably where you want to start. So, yeah, I would put – you put Security Plus on there. It flags your resume. So when, when technical recruiters are looking for you, they're going to say, I need somebody who's got a bachelor's degree and has a security plus. And yours is going to be, oh, this guy's got a security plus. Oh, he's working on a security plus. Sometimes they'll call you anyway or they'll email you anyway and say, hey, um, I've got a position for you. But these people, they want you to get a security plus within a year. Do you think you can do that? And you're like, yeah, I could get it in a year. And sometimes the corporation will even pay for your certifications. So... The organization will pay for your certification. So yeah, put it on your resume, study for it, start applying for jobs with your degree, entry-level jobs, and tell them, yep, I'm working on my Security Plus, and then see if they have a program that will pay for your Security Plus. Sometimes they'll even pay for you to go to a boot camp. That boot camp is basically where they just cram a bunch of knowledge. They'll take a couple weeks or a month or something or maybe even a few days, and they'll just cram all the knowledge and that's all you do is study for three days. It's torture. It's like torture. But they'll just cram all that knowledge in your head and tell you tricks that's on the test and things like that. They don't necessarily give you the test questions, but they might as well because you're cramming a bunch of information and forcing you to study nonstop for, for days and days and days. And like I said, it's, it's not fun. It sucks. But at the end of it, you're walking away with a Security Plus or a CISSP or a CEH or whatever, you know. All right. Let me. What I'm going to do is see if there's any more questions on the actual YouTube channel. And again, if anybody wants to ask questions when we when I get off, when I shut this live down, I'm now on Discord. Go check out the Combo Courses Discord. You can ask questions. I don't know if I'm going to keep this Discord server up, but I figured maybe this is a good way for me to answer more questions and get more content out there and interact with you guys more. There's the Discord channel. Uh, link there. 
and uh, like I said, that that server stays up all the time, so so you can ask questions anytime. I do have a full time job, so <laughs> so I can't always ask answer immediately, but I will do my best. Okay. Somebody said, um, Mike says, I'm IT security analyst, and I only and I only make fifty seven thousand, but uh, that's here in, in in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So can't it depends like the, how much money you make really depends on what or where what state you're in, what country you're in, um, and things like that. You know, but but the thing is, if you want to level up, like one of the ways you can level up is to move to another state or another country or something. If you're willing to move to another state or country, you f- for sure can make more money. But that's not always an, an option. Uh, let me see. Trying to look for other questions. Thanks for the videos. Great, great advice on the videos. Thanks for sharing your experience. I'm finishing my 20 years in government service to lock into retirement with and benefits. That's great. That's great. I need to like some of these comments. Your podcast hasn't been updated for a while. I didn't think anybody was watching those podcasts. <laughs> so I was like, I don't I don't even know if people watch those podcasts. Do you where Mike? So this is I I'll keep doing them, but like do you where do you where do you listen to it at? I mean, I, I put it out on on um, on iTunes, and I put it out on. Damn, I can't even remember where it goes. So I just I figured nobody's watching them, so I just I stopped putting the putting it out there. So I had you know. <laughs> um, Brown paper says, "Hey man, I'm studying to take it right now, and I would like to know." the best way to study and the best place to work and learn more with my with my security plus oh okay um so what's what what's the best place to to study well you know everybody has their own way of 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 uh, absorbing knowledge for me personally i i tend to memorize things more when i read read and then take notes this is how i do it you know everybody's different like some people are good at memorizing things with audio like i'm i'm terrible at that i'm more like a visual learner you got kinest you know people who are hands-on tactile kinesthetic learners you got people who are visual learners you got people like they can watch videos and then they can just absorb the knowledge or whatever and you've got people who are audio learners. So you got to just one of the things that college I got from college, right? <laughs> Besides writing papers, uh, was that every there's different kinds of learners. You got to choose. You got to figure out what kind of learner you are, and and then learn that way. Like me, what I do is I'll take a book. I'll take the official guide for whatever book. Like right now I'm doing CEH, so I'll take that book and I'll just like take notes notes on all the most important things and then i study my notes 
So for me, I'm tactile and I'm visual. And that, that helps me absorb the knowledge better. And then what I'll do is I'll take a lab because if I do it, I'll understand it that much more. But some people could just listen to an audio book and then boom, they got it. That's not me. So yeah, to answer your question, figure out what's your best way of learning and then just deep dive on that, on that method. And then maybe use some other methods to see if you can gather more information. And then Security Plus is no different. Like Security Plus is not a lot of hands-on type stuff. So that's the way I originally studied it. I've taken the, C, the Security Plus two times. Once when it first came out, passed it. But then they upgraded it later and had to teach it. And, and the course had completely shifted and, and was different. So I had to take it another time. Took it twice. And then both times I studied the same way. You know, uh, I just got the official book, took notes, studied my notes, went over it. And then another thing I do, here's another thing. Just remembering, I'll take practice tests. You, There's tons of sites on the internet that has practice tests. I'm not talking about those bullshit uh, brain dump things, right? Because some of those are fake uh, and, and you want to actually learn, you know. So um, don't use that to pass a test, you know. Um, I would recommend taking practice tests that have an expanded database of questions. If you can find one of those, take those until you're getting like 90s, right? Until it's it's so rote memory that you could just like do you know go go crazy with it. So don't don't uh, seek out brain dumps to cheat. Know the information. Know the inf- that's the most important thing. Know the information on the test. And, and because the thing is, the body of knowledge is what you want and you, your brain is like, it becomes like a library where you can, it's indexed where you can come in and say, oh yeah, I remember this. This is, this is TCP IP. Okay. This, this, um, networking, uh, protocol maps to IP X or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you'll know, you'll be like, oh, I remember this and then go back and, you know, go and reference it and, or Google it. Know what to Google. Like you have to know what to Google in order to, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's another thing. Hope that helps. And then you said, uh, what's the best way to study? Okay, I answered that one. Best place to work. Uh, it's a lot of entry-level type jobs that, that Security Plus is going to be really good for. Uh, but no, Security Plus is not just for entry-level, by the way. Security Plus is highly marketable. High, it's a very good certification, by the way. Very good. Michael says, I do. I, I listen and drive most often. Really? Okay. Well, I guess I'll start doing them again. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for that insight. I'll, I'll start putting them out there again then. I just wasn't sure how, if nobody's watching it, you know. <laughs> Bruce, are, are learning platforms like Pluralsight, Linux Academy, helpful towards learning the process in risk management and cybersecurity? Um, yeah, so Pluralsight is something I use. I use Pluralsight and uh, what's the other ones I use? Uh, I, the company I work for, they, they have it for free. So I use that one. But then um, what's another one? Cybrary. There's one called Cybrary I've used before. I used uh, LinkedIn now has one. Uh, there's not a lot on risk management framework, which is why I decided to make a course on it. Um. There's there might be a couple cap course stuff out there, but I've not seen a lot of it. Um, I have not seen a lot of it, but uh, for risk management framework, Michael, like there's not a lot, man. 
is not a lot at all, uh, which is it's crazy, which is why my course is selling like crazy because there's nobody else really doing it, and it's been like that for many years. Um, cybersecurity has many. Cybersecurity is such a huge field. It has it has millions, millions of different stuff on Pluralsight. On, but you know they have different categories. You got right now, like what I'll do for Pluralsight and for LinkedIn's um, uh, training is I'll take the entry. I'll just go through the whole course, like an eight a eight hour course. I'll just go through it. You know, help me set things up or whatever, and I'll use it as like an entry level thing, like to like introduce this new concept or whatever. And then I'll study. I'll use my own method of studying, which is to take the book and then take the notes, and then that's just how I learn. So I, I would say they're good. You know, my my favorite. What's my favorite platform for learning? My site, Combo Courses, is my favorite. <laughs> no, uh, probably my favorite. One of the best platforms for learning, to be honest with you, for students is uh, Udemy, because Udemy is super cheap. Um. Udemy is probably the best, you know, especially if you're just starting out. Uh, it's a great, it's a great way to start. For deeper stuff, Udemy is, is useless. Like if you're if you're trying to do like advanced hacking or something, uh, Udemy is not as good. Not it's not useless. It's just not as good. the The deeper stuff is going to be, in my opinion, uh, from what I've seen, my experience uh, has been Cyberary is pretty good, and then Plural Sites okay. Uh, stuff like that. Um, if you're into hacking, there's some there's some boxes you can actually hack. There's like a s labs that are set up that you can log in and like learn hacking that way. Like there's one's called Hack Hack the Box. I just start messing with that one. I would like to integrate it into some of the, my own training, uh, into my own teaching. Um, hack the Box is good, and then there's another one I can't I can't think of the name of it. Try try to hack or something. There's a couple of labs and they're only like ten dollars a month, but they have a free portion. So those are really good. Uh, Mike says thanks very much for the great job and helping and help uh you give us. Well it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's an opportunity for me to talk about this stuff that I love and um love IT stuff. And um, great, great opportunity to share it with other like-minded people. So, um, like I said, guys, you guys can keep in contact with me. I'm going to shut this thing down. But uh, keep in contact. Go to Discord. Go to Combo Courses. Ask questions anytime. And we'll, let's, just, let's just test it out. Maybe, maybe this is something that we can continue to use. And for that, I'm going to go ahead and shut this down. And I'm going to try to... Uh, do more podcasts <laughs> like before basically the podcast is this it's just this it just voice form um, and uh, I will put those audio links out there once again thanks Michael for that information thank you everybody who asked questions appreciate everybody and I will see you guys next week